Design or Die podcast, meant to connect creatives together and help you navigate the struggles and the triumphs of what it means to be an entrepreneur so that you and your business can thrive. I'm your host, Colette. Let's get creative. Hello, friends. I am back. I know it's been a while since I've been on here. I apologize. Thank you for sticking around. So we are now in full swing of the holiday season. I can't believe how fast this year has gone. It's like, I swear from like August, it just happened to be December, like overnight. So what I've been doing in the time being is I have picked up a full-time job, which can sound really counterproductive to my podcast, which is maybe why I wasn't sure like how to go about it. But I am still running my business on the side. I just had to narrow some things down so I didn't get burnt out. And that's going to kind of be the topic of today's episode is listening to your body and listening to your brain and following the things that make you happy. Because I think when we venture out into a side gig, small business, hobby, whatever it may be, we put everything we have into it. And then if it starts like not working, we really beat ourselves up. But the thing is, sometimes you got to just try certain things to see if it works for you. Like you might decide, okay, I want to be like a virtual assistant and then find out like, oh, I actually hate this and switch it up, which is totally fine. And I think that's like kind of the point is figuring out like where you fit in, what works with where you are, what are people interested in, but then also reminding yourself of what makes you most happy and most passionate, where you can feel like you're not just like running into the ground all the time. So what happened to me was I was doing my graphic design business, which is very vast. Like I get all different kinds of clients, all different kinds of projects. It was kind of like up in the air design. And then as we went, I tried to focus in more on branding because I was like, oh, I love this because it brings in my artistic background too, like kind of curating together like a whole setup, like, you know, the color scheme, the fonts, the brand, like what emotion I wanted to bring out or, you know, what clients I wanted to grasp. So I narrowed down that one. Aside from that, I was doing wedding invitations, stationery, and also resin bouquet preservation. Now, the only reason I did the bouquet preservation is because when I got married in 2020 and it, you know, went to disaster, I wanted a way to keep my original bouquet, even though it wasn't the one that I was going for. Like, I literally had to just pick a florist just open for me to be able to like pick it up from them and I went with what I could get and it was beautiful but it wasn't like my vision either way I felt like the original date that we got married was super important and I wanted to preserve that and so I maybe online I don't know I came up with the idea of preserving it in resin because I played with resin a little bit with Colette Noel design where I was just making like keychains and fun little things and So I preserved my bouquet. I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. I just dried my bouquet, put in resin, made a video of the process, and it blew up. And so many people wanted one for their wedding, like people I knew, people I didn't know, and it kind of just took off. And 
Once I moved to Connecticut, it took off even further because I guess no one here was really doing that. And that's great. Like for my business, I was able to like hire an assistant, pay for like an office space outside of my own home studio. And it was going good until it wasn't where I didn't trust anyone else to do the resin part because for me, it took years of learning, you know, and then when you go into like deep casting, that's even a further step. So it's really complicated. And I was getting just like a lot of unhappy clients and it wasn't necessarily that the work was like bad. It's more so that people don't know the process, so they don't understand it and they expect me to be able to like freeze their flowers in time, which is impossible, right? Like essentially we're just preserving as best we can, but you dry them first, which means the colors change, every single flower is different, and like it was really hard to convey that to people, so like they imagined it looking as bright and beautiful and colorful as you know it was on day one and that's just not what it is so aside from that I was just like especially having a home studio it's like the second I would get home I'd have this overwhelming amount of anxiety and it was like going to my studio was like the worst thing so I kept like putting it off And I was realizing, like, I would do everything else in my business and leave the resin to, like, the last moment, which is still doing it, like, every other day. Because with this, you have to pour, like, 20 times per piece. Because if you pour resin too much um, at once, it can actually bubble up, burn, and burn whatever is in there. So flowers, it can burn them. So it's, like, a really extensive process. And I was feeling like the time that I was being spent in there working on it wasn't really giving me like the money profitability that I would like like essentially I was only making maybe 50% because resin's super expensive so it's like I'm working so so much I hate the mess of it this is why I stopped doing painting in general I hate messes like on my hands like I want like a clean space I'm very I guess kind of type A but I don't really consider myself that, but I feel like I need a super clean space to be able to come up with good ideas and feel good about like what I'm doing and feel refreshed. And that was like taking over. And the thing that was hard is like, so I had considered stopping it, right? But it was so hard to do when I was getting like five inquiries a day of local people who wanted this. And it's like... Sometimes the money isn't all worth it. The whole point of going into business for yourself is essentially being able to build a life that you enjoy and can work around and just love what you do. And it was becoming for me not that way. So I recently just stopped offering it. I still have to like catch up on a bunch of orders and they're coming out great. I feel like taking a break from it was good because then I could come back to it and now I know what to do, I have like a better process, I set up like a station for myself so it wasn't so messy. I don't know why I didn't do that sooner, I thought I didn't have the room. But it works, like I took my big printer out of my studio and then set up a little workstation. I bought these individual cabinets that have pull out drawers that close and I put little labels on them for each kind of thing I'm doing. 
I set up a whole like six foot table with a silicone mat on top to catch all the droppings so it wasn't going onto my hardwood floors. So that was working out well. But I decided at the end of the day, like the money just wasn't worth the stress that it was causing me. So I was like, okay, I still need money. I still want to continue my business. So essentially what I did is I was like, okay, I'm sticking to like what I first wanted to do, which is wedding stationery. I'm closing my design business, closing the resin portion of my other business and sticking to wedding stationery. Honestly, I just felt like a huge wave of relief from that because it's like hard as creatives, like we want to dip our toes in everything and we're like, oh, we're so good at so many things and like changing things up and we're like, oh, can I get money from this? Can I make money from this? Will people like this? And we kind of get in over our heads sometimes. So when people tell you to niche down, I think it is super helpful, not only for people to know exactly what you do, but also make sure you keep your head above water. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, anchor.fm is such a great way to start. It has all the tools you need to get you set up, has music you can add, you can record directly on there and create your episodes. So check out Anchor if you're ready to get started on your podcast journey. So fast forward, I was like, maybe I'll pick up like a full-time design job, but I knew I wanted something with flexibility to be able to continue to do my wedding invitations on the side just offering the wedding stationery like I've gotten a lot more clients for that because so many people were word of mouth talking about like the bouquet preservation I was getting less stationery clients because they were like oh she does this and it was taking away from like what I wanted to do so although it was sacrificing that like steady income I decided I just didn't want to do it And that's fine, you know, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today is like, it's fine to change things up or to determine that something that you thought you were going to do isn't necessarily what you want to do or isn't necessarily working. And I think being able to change and like follow the flow of your own life and see where it takes you is beautiful. And it's not a bad thing. You're not a failure. It just means that you're on a different path. If you never took the time to engage in those other activities, you may have never gotten here. So don't get discouraged when something you think will work out doesn't. So I started applying to jobs and there was some graphic design positions. I essentially got offered two. One was half the money than the other one. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, why wouldn't you take the higher paying job? Well, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. First thing is I could tell the other job was very corporate-y. You could tell it was going to be high stress and like take over my entire life and I would have no extra for my own business that I've spent years making. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want a job and just like completely get rid of my business. I knew it was going to change it and I knew it was going to be harder, but I ended up taking a different job for less money because of the flexibility and the work environment. Because it wasn't just that I needed money, I also needed like socialization, having worked from home for myself for a long time. So in college, when I had health issues and stuff, I did college online and worked from home, right? And then I went away for like two years to a university 
which was really difficult for me. And I loved my job there and it wasn't anything in my field, but the environment was so nice that I would have worked there forever. It makes all the difference. Sometimes it's not about doing exactly what you want or the money. It's sometimes about like, where do you feel comfortable and like at home and good. So yeah, I took the other job and I am working there hybrid basically. So half remote and I go in half the time, which has been good for me to like get out of the house. I'm like putting on makeup again, doing my hair, getting dressed because when you work for yourself for so long and like nobody's seeing you during the day, it's really hard to like get that motivation to just put on something nice to go to what the grocery store. And I'm sure a lot of small business owners who work from home for themselves or stay-at-home mothers who also have like a side business. I'm sure you feel this. Sometimes we need something that's a little bit more structured to just get out of the house, have something to do, get that motivation to like look good, feel good, and it actually does wonders for our mental health. So although I am on here encouraging you to find your passions and follow whatever dream you want to, Also, just listen to your gut and listen to your body and listen to your mind and see what you need. If you need to fine-tune things, if you need to tweak it, if you need to stop offering so many things and focus on one, do that. It's not anything bad. It is genuinely good because when you're happier in your job, you're going to be more successful and people are going to catch on to that. You can tell when someone doesn't like their job or they're struggling with it and that's totally fine that happens to all of us but that's what I mean is like you can change it up and that is fine you didn't fail you took a chance you built skills and whatever you wanted to try to do it just maybe wasn't the right thing for you and it's important to listen to that and figure out you know where do I go next in this next part, I wanted to talk about something that has happened to me recently in the business realm. And this is just one of the many reasons why a lot of small business owners are shutting their doors. And that is very sad because I know so many of us work so hard to get to this point and we have done a good job. And I feel like post-COVID, just so many things have changed. And I now know, I mean, I always knew, but I for sure now know that supporting small businesses during this time is super important because it can literally mean a business continuing or not. When you buy from a big store, nobody's smiling, doing a happy dance, like jumping up for joy because they didn't put their all into it. So it's just so important to shop small. And I just want to say that, you know, as you're doing your holiday shopping, I have on my Instagram a list of some small businesses that I love and know and have shopped from before on my highlights, which you can check out. If anything you need, um, jewelry, soaps, stuff like that, you can buy from a small business. So please just keep that in mind. So what happened to me recently, I had a friend of a friend from school that I had worked with before um, who owns like some small businesses and I worked with them doing design pieces, logos and things like that for them. So I trusted them a little bit and they worked booths at like festivals and stuff and they were like, I really love your stickers. Could we do some kind of like wholesale thing where like, you know, I sell them for you at these places and then give you the wholesale price once I sell them. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I'll work up a contract. 
And now maybe I should have like had them pay the wholesale fee up front, but I felt like it made sense to be like, oh, like if they sell these, then I'll make the profit. But I had in my contract, you know, if you don't sell any or they are lost or stolen or whatever it may be, you are responsible for this X cost. So months and months go by and I emailed them like, hey, how's it going? Have you, you know, had any events? Did you sell anything? Like, let me know. I wrote out also a very detailed thing for every single item, every single sticker, how much they should sell it for essentially, and which they can do what they want, but how much they will pay me from it. And I never heard back and I continued to message. I sent two more like nice emails like, hey, just let me know like what's going on. If you're, you know, maybe not having events this year, like, let me know. You can just send them back to me. No problem. Whatever. They didn't respond. So then at that point, I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, that's just really not cool. So I reached out again with a more formal thing, resent the contract. I said, you owe me this amount or you need to return the product. Still have not heard anything. I've even followed up on that. Nothing. And it's just really shitty. And I hate to come on here and like call them out but dude like you did this (laughs) and it just pisses me off because it's not just me this happens to so many small business owners and creatives and small creators that even when you think about like large creators have stolen from Miley Cyrus, Marc Jacobs, Sheehan just to name a few it's just crazy because it's like you obviously like those bigger brands have the money to pay for the ideas that are being stolen and the designs that are being stolen. And I know that like Shein, for example, has reached out to some people that I know and others with like really ridiculous offers, like $100 to use their design, which you know they're going to make thousands off because Shein's like super popular, which, you know, if you're shopping there, I understand because like I used to shop there when I was in college, because it's what I could afford. So I get it. But another thing, just like, try to look into like, where you're buying from. I'm sure there is also cheaper places where you can buy something that wasn't stolen from a designer and has ethical sourcing. And I'm not here to like come preach at you, you know, it's just something to be mindful of, especially if you are a creator or designer, you want to pay respect to those other designers as well, because it could very likely be you that it happens to. Again, this is just like one of the many reasons small business owners are fed up and overwhelmed, and I totally feel you. And this is why I say, again, if you need to change things up for your mental health or your family, please do so. Your passion can still be there even if it's not maybe in the forefront of your life. We started these to be able to love what we do and make money from it. And if that like no longer serves you or changes for whatever reason, or you need to take a break from it and come back, that is totally fine and okay. And I just want you to know that. So this is also why contracts are super duper important. But at the same point, in my case, they're wasn't enough money to be made from it for me to be able to go after this person with an attorney. I just can't afford that. And I know there is small claims court, which if you have a situation that's under like $10,000, I think it is, you can submit it to a small claims court and get help with it. This is genuinely like it's stickers, like it's not that much money, but it is the principle of 
I have hand designed all of these. I have drawn these hours and hours on my iPad, transferred them to digital, set up the stickers, print and cut them myself. Like it, it's just really shitty to do to small business owners who already have like are barely making it work. Cause now I actually have a wholesale order that came in that I easily would have had this product for. But now I have to rebuy the stuff, redo it, and send it off, which lowers my profit point. So if you're this person, just don't be that guy. Come on. At the end of the day, it's just one of the many struggles that we go through as small business owners, and we will be okay. But I just wanted to talk more on this and set you up for the holiday season with some tips on shopping small and supporting your fellow designers and creators. And again, if you're at that point in life where you're like, okay, my business isn't working, or maybe this certain subject matter isn't working and I need to change it, I need to cut back my hours, maybe I need to add hours, maybe I need to take a part-time, full-time job, whatever it may be for you, know that that's okay, you're not a failure, and you're doing fine. And whatever steps you need to take to make yourself happier and love what you do is never a bad thing. So thank you guys for tuning in today and I hope you have a lovely weekend. Catch me on the next episode with Lindsay Jenneman where we talk about her art business based out of Louisiana, but she is now in Tampa. So stay tuned for that and I hope to have you all back here soon. You guys know I love to give you all the free tips and business advice so your business can survive and thrive. And to keep that going, I've created a Patreon account where you can become a supporter and get exclusive content, one-on-one business advice, and ask me all the things. So if you'd like to help keep this thing going, go to patreon.com slash design or DIY. Thanks so much.